Well, good morning again. Oh, that's better. <laughs> good to see you guys, man. I just love what the Holy Spirit wants to do in his people and in, in, in your lives. And tell you what, crazy things going on here. What in the world? God's goodness. I'm going to preach now. We've been in a series on seeking God, and I have loved it. Man, it's just stirring our hearts to seek the Lord and to seek who he is, seek his face. And uh, we, um, we finished up a couple Sundays of talking about idols. Oh, aren't people excited to talk about idols, right? Aren't you just excited to go to church and hear about the idols in your heart? <laughs> we are because, because you guys are smarter than the average bear. I'm just telling you, listen, listen up to me. I got your attention now. You guys are smart enough to know that even though it's hard to hear about those kind of things, every place in my heart where I've built an idol intentionally or unintentionally, that's a place where God is not free to move, amen? And you guys are like, I don't want that. Say, I don't want that. <laughs> See, and you guys are smart enough to know if we get the idols out of our heart and set Jesus right in the rightful throne, my life is going to be how it's supposed to be. Yeah, because you guys are smart. And I just challenged you last week, man, keep, keep it up. Keep pressing in. Keep, keep, keep your heart soft. Had conversations again with people this week, kind of talking through what maybe their idols are. Hey, do you think this could be an idol? I was wondering if maybe this could be an idol in my life. I love that. Instead of getting mad, can't believe that preacher talked about it. You know what? You guys come in and you talk to me like, I think I, I know what it is. Well, let's get it out of there. Hallelujah. Let's be free. Let's be more Christ-like. Let's walk in the freedom and the power of Christ. Amen? So just a couple, just two slides to finish. These are repeats. You saw these before, just in case you forgot. Oh, no. No. Oh, no. We didn't plug the thinger in the thinger. All right. There we go. Greg Laurie, he said, idols can be lots of things. Essentially, an idol could be defined as anyone or anything that takes the place of God in our life. Ooh. An idol is any object, it's any idea, it's any philosophy, habit, occupation, sport, or whatever has one's primary concern and loyalty, or that to any degree decreases one's trust and loyalty to God. If anything is decreasing your dependence on God, and you're starting to trust in something else, man, get that thing out of your life. It's an idol. It doesn't mean that everything is always sin. Idols are certainly sinful. But there can be sinful things. We, I mean, it, you know, we talked, maybe it was last time, you know, uh, 1 Corinthians, you know, greed and sexual immorality and uh, why well, I'm drawing a blank right now. But anyways, uh, those kind of things, uh, grumbling, <laughs> don't forget the grumbling, that those things can become idols in our lives. But there's also things like good things, like, like family, like my spouse, like my kids, like work, like things that God has blessed and told you, but they get a wrong spot. Remember the analogy about Callie? My spot. Remember, she always wants to come in and take your spot, and then it's this big game, and then I pretend to sit on her and whatever, but she wants to take my spot. Well, the idols, they want to take Jesus' spot. And you just got to be like, if they, and if they're not sinful, when they become an idol, they are sinful, but you need to boot them out doesn't mean they need to get out of your life completely. They need to get back to their right spot. So that I'm trusting in Jesus, I'm serving Jesus, I'm loving Jesus, but I'm blessed by other things in my life. 
The other slide that we're going to review is Tim Keller's. An idol is anything more important to you than God, anything that absorbs your heart and imagination more than God, and anything that you seek to give you what only God can give you. I think that last one, man, we just, especially in America, in our affluence, it's really easy on that last one to get uh, a lot of things out of place in our life. And we'll just move on from there. So fresh material today. We're kind of making a transition, kind of. Deuteronomy 4, 29 through 31 says this. But if from there you seek the Lord with your God, you will find him. I mean, we're, we're pulling this kind of out of context. There's this whole big story going on, but, but you just need to see the principle here. You will find him if you seek him with all your heart and with all your soul. When you're in distress, anyone ever been in stress, distress? It's a couple people, okay. And all these things have happened to you, he, the whole list of things before that he talked about that we didn't read. Then in later days, you'll return to the Lord God and obey him. For the Lord your God is a merciful God. Remember, merciful. He'll not abandon you or destroy you or forget the covenant with your ancestors, which he confirmed to them by oath. Okay, we're not going to spend a bunch of time on that, but I just want you to see this. You need to seek the Lord. If, you, uh, if from there you seek the Lord your God, you'll find him if, say if, yeah. if you seek him with all your heart and all your soul. We want the totality of our heart. It's what we talked about this morning, surrendering to God, saying yes to God. I want God to, to search my heart and clean out all the stuff that's not supposed to be in there. And then when we do that, man, we smash those idols. Do you like my graphic there? I worked on that graphic for a while for you guys. I mean, just, just give me a little, just a little pat on the back, you know, just, okay. All right. All right. Thanks. Smash. <laughs> Even downloaded a font for that. Right? Exactly. Who knew, who knew? Who cared? <laughs> right? Exactly. Me. I'm a visual guy, so I like the visual stuff. And that's how I learn. That's how it, things get lodged in my heart. And we smash these idols in our life so that our heart can just be fully surrendered to the Lord. And it's a good thing. So here's, here's kind of the, we've talked about seeking the Lord for, I think, five weeks now. And so we started out by saying, seeking the Lord. And we're like, well, why do I need to seek God? I, I already have God, right? True, but it's a posture of our heart of seeking the Lord. So we said, Kind of first of all, just just how can I do that? Well, just give him your attention. And we had heard testimonies throughout the week. Like, I just I just was more aware of God. I was more aware. See, we find all kinds of blessings when we realize that God is moving all the time in our heart and life. We find opportunities to bless other people. We find opportunities to pray with people. I brought a guy in all of a sudden at 10 o'clock one night, a couple nights ago, knock on the door. I'm like, I figured it was Alan. I'm like, he just comes in. <laughs> What's he doing out there? There was a guy, and he was intoxicated and had been walking. And, and uh, he's like, I don't like walking on this road at night. Can I get a ride to town? And I said, yeah, sure. So I jumped in the car and gave him a ride to town and, and uh, just got to hear his story some. And it was so cool just to, hey, I sit down. He looks at me. Are you a cop? <laughs> I don't know if I've got a cop vibe on me or not. I don't know. I said, no, I'm a pastor. He goes, oh. <laughs> Out of the frying pan and into the fire. Yep. So I thought, you know what, Bugger, if I'm giving you a ride, I'm going to hear your story. And so I just, I'm like, well, tell me, tell me what's going on. What are you struggling with? What, what, what do you need? And so I just got to hear a lot about his story. And we pulled up and I dropped him off where he was going. And I said, hey, how about some prayer? Yeah, okay. I prayed with him and got done. And he said, 
That was really uplifting. It was really uplifting. <laughs> I said, well, Jesus wants your heart. He wants to know you. So hopefully we run into each other again sometime, and uh, God does what he does. But you start out just being aware, being aware of God. And so then the next week we talked about kind of earnestly seeking the Lord. Like, like let's just make this, this God thing passionate in our life. And we talked about, the next week we talked about the difference between kind of King Josiah kind of doing the things versus seeking the Lord, right? He, he walked in righteousness, but then four years later, he decided to start seeking the Lord. And there's a difference between just going to church, paying your tithes, you know, being kind to people, whatever, helping out at the food bank and, you know, read your Bible, whatever, and seeking the Lord. It's this heart position, like, I want to seek you, God. I want to find you and know you. And then what happens as you start seeking the Lord, because if I'm, if I'm kind of like, anyone ever had your hands full and then you got to like open the door up, get your keys out? <laughs> Like, we try to do the dance and get to, in the pocket, and we're like, oh, I should have thought of that beforehand. And that's kind of what seeking the Lord is. We've got all these idols and all this stuff in our heart that we don't even really know. And so we start seeking the Lord, and we're like, oh, where's my keys? It's like you start seeking the Lord, and all these idols start coming to the surface because you didn't know you had them a lot of times. And so we spent two weeks on seeking idols. But here's the deal. If you make yourself intentionally more aware of what the Holy Spirit's doing, and if you decide to be passionate about that, and if you decide that I'm not just going to do the stuff, I'm not just going to do the church stuff, I'm going to seek the Lord with my heart, I'm going to follow after God, and you start getting aware of idols, and you start cleansing them out of your life, start letting the Holy Spirit put things back in this rightful spot, as Stephen was saying this morning, order things, then the next thing that happens when you're seeking the Lord, it's blessing. It's blessing. How many want to be blessed? Right? And it's tempting to always want to skip to this. But you don't get to this part if you don't do the other stuff. You don't get to the blessing of, the, of God if you don't walk through some of the process of some of the other stuff. So we're just going to go through a few verses on seeking the Lord and how that blesses us today. So our first verse is in Hebrews. It's in chapter 11, and it's in verse number 6. And it says this, without faith... Let's read this together. And without faith, it is impossible to please God because anyone who comes to him must believe that he exists and that he rewards those who earnestly seek him. A fundamental truth. Whoa, I spit. A fundamental... <laughs> I shouldn't say those things out loud, but it just it caught me off guard. A fundamental truth... Of, wow, of coming to the Lord is that you've got to believe that two things. You've got to believe that God exists and you've got to believe something about his character, that he's a rewarder. That he's a rewarder. One of the fundamental things about trusting in the Lord is you've got to believe that he rewards you. Well, who does he reward? Those who earnestly seek him. Remember the progression? Man, I got to be aware. I want to be earnest about this. I don't want to not just do the stuff, but have the heart position. I want to expose the idols. And then we see, wow, if I earnestly seek the Lord, one thing that I'm commanded to believe about God is he's a rewarder. 
Hold on a second, church. Come on. Are you awake this morning? One thing, if I'm going to come before the Lord, i got to believe that there's someone there to begin with, right? Believe that he exists. God is, okay? And the only other thing he tells me in this verse is that if I earnestly seek him, he will reward me. He's a rewarder. Well, maybe God's having an off day. No, the truth of the scripture says, believe he's there, he's existing, and believe he's rewarding. He's existing and he's rewarding. Can you do that? Yeah, we can. It's the blessing of God. Come on, Lamentations. It's an uplifting book. <laughs> Chapter 3, verse 25, though, does say this. It says, the Lord is what? Good. To those who wait for him, to the person who seeks him. Now, you could stop right there, and if I had more time, I would do another slide, and I would just highlight the Lord is good, and we would just say we could stop there because God is good. It's part of his character and nature, but this isn't just talking about the general nature of God. This is talking about a specific act of God towards specific people, okay? God is good, but he reflects and reveals his character especially towards those who wait for him and the person who seeks him. When you position your heart, like, God, I'm chasing after you. I want to be, I want to, I want to look for you on Monday and Tuesday. I don't want to just go to church and do this stuff and pretend I'm a good person. I want to seek you on Wednesday, on Thursday. I want to, I want you to move in my heart and life. I want you to continue to convict me of sin. I want to follow after your ways because you're so good. He's good to those who wait for him. See, a lot of times in life, we're waiting for lots of things. We're waiting for someone to come rescue us. We're waiting for what you owe me. We're waiting for, I deserve this. We're waiting for the situation to change so that I can be better with life. Those stupid calves would just do what I told them to do. If those dumb kids would just, you would never say that, but if those kids, those wonderful kids, right? If those neighbors of mine, if those, if my parents would, right? We're waiting for something to happen. And the Bible says, you wanna, you wanna see a revelation of the goodness of God? Wait on the Lord. Bring it to God. How many people, you don't have to raise your hands because I know it's all of you. You don't have to, uh, how many of us have gotten caught up in waiting for something else to change and, 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 and show me the goodness of something, but I'm not waiting on the Lord. I haven't brought it to him. I haven't, I haven't surrendered. I haven't sat before him and be like, God, I'm waiting on you in this scenario. But if I wait before the Lord and I seek God, he promises that he's going to show me his goodness. He's going to be good to you. How many want God to be good to you? I want to see God's goodness. I want, come on, right? I want to be blessed. I want to walk in that. All right, we're going we're gonna to pick apart Psalm 34 for just a couple minutes today. And there's, so there's a big chunk of scripture. But hang on, just stay with me. Just nudge your neighbor, say, stay with him. Come on. Yeah, we got this. So Psalm 34, starting in verse 4, we're going to do seven verses here. So it says, I sought the Lord. Seek the Lord, right? I sought the Lord, and he answered me. He delivered me from all my fears. Those who look to him are radiant, and their faces are never covered with shame. This poor man called, and the Lord heard him. He saved him out of all of his troubles. The angel of the Lord encamps around those who fear him, and he delivers them. Next set of verses is this. Taste and see that the Lord is good. Blessed is the one who takes refuge in him. Fear the Lord, you, holy, you his holy people. For those who fear him lack nothing. Lions may grow weak and hungry, but those who seek the Lord lack no good thing. That's Psalm 34, verses 4 through 10. I want you to see something. I want you to see this. 
These are bookended by seeking the Lord. He starts out this little tirade of blessings here by saying, I sought the Lord, and he finishes up with by saying, seek the Lord. You think there's a theme here? He's saying, I sought the Lord. I was seeking the Lord, and this happened in my life, and then people that do this or this, people that do this, seek the Lord. So seek the Lord. These are bookended by seeking God. And so we just want to just pick off some of these blessings and see what that has to do with seeking the Lord. So Here's the first chunk. We read it already. I sought the Lord. He answered me, delivered me from my fears. Those who look to him are radiant. Their faces are never covered with shame. The poor man called. The Lord heard him, saved from all his troubles. The Lord, the angel of the Lord, encamps around those who fear him, and he delivers them. So these, these next ones are all out of this section of Scripture. So if you seek the Lord, come on. He hears you, and your fears disappear. Come on. You don't back up here. I sought the Lord. He answered me, he heard me, he answered me, deliver me from all my fears. So the nugget we're taking out of here is if you decide to seek the Lord, you can expect that God's going to start to dissolve your fears. Anyone ever struggle with fear about something? Okay, I'm just got a couple of nods. I'm not going to raise my hand, but I can nod my head. Yep. Okay, good. <laughs> anyone ever wondered if, is anyone up there? How come God never hears, does he even hear my prayers? You know, I'm just saying, he hears you. He answers you. When, you. when you set your heart to seek him, all of a sudden you have an audience with God. He promises you that. And, uh, and we find that if we look to him, you'll be radiant with no shame on your face. Come on. How many of you want to walk your days out being radiant for Jesus? Right? Come on. And no shame covering our face, right? How many have ever been ashamed and disappointed in your actions and just your decisions? This is saying, man, if you look to the Lord, come on. So if you're seeking something, if I'm seeking, you know, the third row, I'm looking to it, right? This is all bookended between seek the Lord, seek the Lord. This is like we're blessings of seeking the Lord here, positioning our heart to seek God. If you look to him, you'll be right. Like you're going to shine, Say shine. shine. You're going to be shiny. And I'm not talking about powder your nose with more makeup shine. I'm talking about, I'm talking about old stone walls, you know, 1,200 years ago, bubble around your head kind of painting shine, right? Glowing halos shine, shine. This is right of that same scripture. If you decide that you're going to call to God, he's going to hear you and save you from trouble. You set your heart on seeking the Lord, and as, as my heart is seeking the Lord, because lots of people call out to God, and God does hear, but, but the person who has, has their heart set on seeking the Lord and calls out to the Lord, now that's a different story. God hears and saves and delivers. Come on. If you decide that you fear the Lord, see, you can't just... Run to God. Like, we've got to believe who he is. So as we, our hearts are in reverence towards God, but I'm drawing close because I know I can because of Jesus, if I decide that I'm going to fear the Lord in all of this, I'm going to reverence and respect and honor him, I'm going to worship him, he delivers you. And the angel of the Lord encamps around those who fear him. How many would like to have angels encamping around your life, farm, family, home, Amen. Amen. 
So, Psalm 34. Here's the next section. Taste and see. We read it already, but taste and see that the Lord is good. Blessed is the one who takes refuge in him. Fear the Lord, you holy people. For those who fear him lack nothing. The lions may grow weak and hungry, but those who seek the Lord lack no good thing. The next one is taste. I went to a lot of restaurants in my day, as evidenced by my larger pants size. True story. I've also gone in a lot of restaurants where I have not tasted everything on the menu. So I've experienced the restaurant. Now, if this was Pastor Fearing from 20 years ago, he has never met a restaurant that he hasn't sampled everything from, right? <laughs> Didn't matter if he knew you or not. Hey, is that good? <laughs> so you can be in the presence of food and not taste. You, you, can't, you, you picking up what I'm putting down here? You can, you can show up on a Sunday morning like God was moving this morning. Jesus is all around you, and you're like, isn't that so cool? Jesus is all around me. And your neighbor's like, yeah, it's cool. Jesus is all around you. He's all around me. Jesus is doing cool stuff. Is he doing anything new? I don't know. I'm just here. Right? And you can just be there. You can, in order to taste... You got to open your mouth. You got to take the fork out, right? There's some action required. And that's why we're, when we're challenging you in worship or, or even in the messages here, we're like, come, come on, come on. We're not, just looking, we're not just looking to rile you up. We're looking for participation. We're looking for your hearts to engage because you need to take, like, I can seek the Lord. I'm seeking the Lord. Pastor preached on seeking the Lord, so that's what we're doing now. <laughs> it is not. If I'm preaching on seeking the Lord, you have you got to taste. You got to be engaged. You've got you've, you've to, I can't seek the Lord for you. I can't. George, I can't do it. I can take George and I can just, just seek the Lord, George. We're seeking God. Hallelujah. We're seeking the Lord. George, is this fun? We're seeking the Lord. It, nothing happens. Nothing. I just, George gets his arm hurt and my shoulder hurts. <laughs> right? Exactly. So we're just, we're just trying to throw out little nuggets to try to stir our hearts so that you, I can't seek the Lord for you. You've got to do it. Yeah, I went, I went to church and it was really good. Well, great. What are you doing on Sunday afternoon and Monday morning and Tuesday evening, right? Are you seeking the Lord? Are you engaging your heart? Are you, are you partaking? Are you tasting? Are you pressing into God? And it's so easy in America. Just come to church. Sit down. Hallelujah. Just walk on to church. Yeah, that was good. That was good. Pastor, that was good. That was good. Oh, you should have been at church today. It was good. That was good. You missed it. It was good. <laughs> but are we tasting? Are we, are you? Because I can't do it for you, right? When you're a little baby, we might be like, just taste it. Come on, get it in your mouth, right? But you're not babies. You ha I can't do it for you. You have to do it. But if you taste and see that the God is good... He'll, he reveals, taste and see, experience his goodness, his goodness. If you take refuge in him, you'll be blessed. So as you're in the presence of God, you're just like, like and, and as we're seeking the Lord, you're like, God, I'm seeking you. But it's stormy this week in my heart. Anyone just felt the storms? And you're just like, oh, God, I need a refuge. I need, I need a refuge. And oftentimes, if, if we're running to, you know, if we're running to the bottle or if we're running to, you know, friends that aren't pointing us to Jesus or if we're, we're running to an escape of some kind or drugs or pornography or something, we're, just, we're looking for shelter in the storm a lot of times. Right? A lot of times we're, we're just looking, we're looking for some peace 
And it's false peace. It's fake. And it'll kill you. Jesus gives you life. Yeah. If you take refuge in him, you'll be blessed. If you fear the Lord, you'll lack nothing. How many would just love to be able to say that? I lack, I lack nothing. Come on. And the last one, the bookend, the second bookend here. If you seek the Lord, you'll lack no good thing. Come on. Look at that list. How many want God to hear you? How many want to see fear dissolve out of your life? How many want to shine for the Lord and not have shame cover your face? How many want to be saved from trouble? We could just go through this and like, like, oh yeah, there'd be hallelujahs now. Come on, I'm on board. Sign me up. But, what, but what's, what's the condition? See, all this is conditional. It's conditional on my wayward heart getting lassoed and roped into alignment with Jesus, exposing that junk that's not supposed to be in there and doing more than just going through the motions, but actually tasting and seeing, actually deciding I'm going to take refuge in him, actually deciding that I'm going to fear the Lord and I'm going to, I'm going to revere and honor him over my own opinions and over the opinions of the world. I'm going to honor his word and I'm going to seek the Lord. I'm going to seek the Lord. It's a position of your hearts, guys. It's not something that you just hear about on a Sunday morning, but it's something we put into practice all week. And I just have loved all of your comments and just hearing the, the conversation about how we're reordering our life to seek the Lord, reordering my heart to seek the Lord. I want to seek his face. I want to walk with him. So excited about that. All right, we're going to, I think, just maybe a couple more verses here. Psalm 119. Blessed are those who keep his statutes, and seek him with all of their heart. They do no wrong, but follow his ways. How many want to be blessed? I have asked, raise your hands again. How many want to be blessed? I want to be blessed. I want to be blessed. And so often we're like, God, I want to be blessed. Bless me, God. Bless me, God. And all the time his word is sharing with us nuggets of how to walk in that blessing. And you're like, okay, if you kids, if you get your room clean, we'll go to the lake today. And you come up an hour later, what are they doing? Got distracted. They're playing video games. And like, the room's worse off than when it started. Like, you got to clean your room and we'll go to the lake. Yay! Right? Hour later. Not, I mean, not your kids. My kids. <laughs> <laughs> Obviously, not your kids. Right? And they're just distracted. And, they're, and, and so... And we've had, we have had to do this at, we, we canceled Lake Day one day because they did not do it, like, and I really. It was not cleaning the room, though, because when John was freaking out, we were supposed to do that. That's true. <laughs> <laughs> we had facts. Facts, right? Well, I think that's worse. That's just like blatant disobedience. <laughs> I wasn't, I was just going to keep it all, you know, just, gee, kind of like, oh, our kids are pretty good. They just didn't clean the room. No, you just blatantly disobeyed your dad. <laughs> It was. <laughs> you know why you're laughing? Because that's you. Lord, I just, I accidentally fell into, it took you four weeks to plan that ungodly thing that you did. It was an accident. <laughs> But we're like, God bless me. And so, you know, just do this. 
can't we go to the lake? Just clean your room. It's, it would take you three minutes. Just clean it up. And a lot of us in our Christian walk is like that. And God just says, blessed are those who keep his statues and walk and seek him with all their heart. Like, but, it, but pastor, just pray for me so I'm blessed. Well, great, blessing, <laughs> whatever. I'll pray for you all day. But if you're not walking it out and your heart's in the right, like, like God, and no, don't get me wrong, God is gracious and he blesses our dumb heads and hearts that we don't deserve, right? But if you want to continually walk in blessing, you got to do the things. Thank you for whoever said that. Someone's with me today. That's the same verse here. Blessed are those who keep his statutes and seek him with all their heart. It's just, it's the King Josiah thing. They do the things. Yeah, we went to church. Yep, we we served on whatever. We you know we worshipped. We did we did the stuff. We prayed. Yep, and we're not just letting this be actions. We're letting it be heart. Say heart. We're letting it be heart. I'm going to seek the Lord with all of my heart. And I don't know. I'm going to probably fail like in three minutes. But you know what? I'm getting back and I'm just going to keep seeking God. I'm going to keep seeking God. I'm going to keep seeking God. That's what we said earlier today. You just got to keep your heart pliable. You got to keep seeking the Lord. And then the last part of that verse says they do no wrong, but follow his ways. But you have to blast are those. Blessed are those who do the right things. Like don't be an idiot. Don't do the stuff. Don't just be like, I'm seeking you, Lord God. I love you. And then you just, just like intentionally, not accidentally, <laughs> do bad stuff. But then don't just do the stuff, too. Like we, we, two weeks ago or whatever it was, three weeks ago, we, we went through this with King Josiah. Don't, don't, don't not do the stuff, but don't just do the stuff. Seek the Lord with your heart. Come on, it's all about your heart. But if your heart really is seeking the Lord, you'll, you'll be doing the right thing, too. You can't just keep living wrongly and say, well, I love Jesus in my heart. How about you love Jesus with your feet and your mouth and your actions and your wallet, too? Then you know, like that would be really good. Because that's the prerequisite for blessing. Last one. You got one more in you? Okay, last one. It doesn't matter what you say. <laughs> that was a, a pretend sense of power that I gave you for just a second there. <laughs> wow. Psalm 27, verses 4 through 5 and verse 8 says, One thing I ask from the Lord. This only do I seek, that I may dwell in the house of the Lord all the days of my life, to gaze on the beauty of the Lord and to seek him in his temple. For in the day of trouble, he'll keep me safe in his dwelling. This is a, this is a reflection of that other psalm, Psalm 34, that we just read. It's the, reflecting the same kind of principles. He'll hide me in the shelter of his sacred tent and he'll set me high upon a rock. My heart says of you, Seek his face. Your face I will seek. He's saying, he's saying, I feel this stirring in my heart to seek the Lord. And so he said, with, with my will, I'm going to decide I'm going to seek the Lord. And that's what I need from you guys today. This is, I, think this, I think we're done with seeking the Lord. I think this is the end of the sermon. It's the end of the series. But here's what I need from you. I need you guys, number one, to be sensitive to the stirring of, of your heart. That's another good sermon. Yep. Good job, Pastor. Okay, thanks. See you next week. Okay? Like, I need you to, I need you to be aware of the stirring of the Lord, drawing your heart to seek him more. And then secondly, your face, Lord, I will seek. 
I need you when you walk out of here. Oh, that's a good series. Glad we're done with that. Okay, I need you to not only sense that stirring, but I need you to say, your face I will seek. What are you going to do different in your life after this series challenging you to seek the Lord? If you don't want all those blessings, what in the world is wrong with you? Right? The blessings out of that list that we went through, dissolve your fear and be a shelter in trouble and angel of the Lord and camping around you. Why would we not want that? I do want that. And I believe you want that too. But, but how is my life going to look different when I walk out of here today to position my heart to seek God, to make a decision. See, that's, that's where it's got to happen outside of here. I want you to seek the Lord when we're here. Like we, as we come together, we're seeking the Lord together. Absolutely, 100%. But if it's not happening out there, if it's not happening in your home, if it's not happening in your car, if you're not seeking the Lord at work, then all this is just falling on deaf ears. So we got to have some action. we got to have some action. And it's going to look different for each one of you, but it's a heart thing. How do I position my heart to seek the Lord? You just, just pray, God, just expose any idols in my life. But expose things that I'm more passionate about than you, Jesus. And help me to reorder those. And help me just to walk out every day of seeking you. Reserving time for you. Reserving place in my heart for you. Reserving thoughts for you. And I think for some of you, it's going to start with, where, uh, where are we at? Up here. All the days of my life. To gaze on the beauty of the Lord. I think some of you that, like... Like, I'm just don't mean, mean to be mean, but some of you are like, gag, whatever, the beauty of God. Like, some of you just see him as a monster and a meanie, but I'm going to come to church so that I don't get bonked on the head by the, by the head head bonker of the universe. Right? And God needs to exchange that and so that you see the beauty and the goodness of God. Right? And so just ask, like, God, I, I kind of see you as like a mean monster guy. Help me to see you how you really are. Help me to see, help me to gaze on your beauty and just fall in love with Jesus. Does that make sense? Thanks for hanging with us through this series. And I just pray that, that like your hearts are stirred. I pray that, that this is just a, a church that is just going to continue to seek the Lord and to see what God has for us. There's blessings on the horizon for you. Man, I, I, just, I, I just sense that there's, just, there's breakthrough, there's freedom, there's life. And just in this season of grace, man, just keep pressing into God. Amen? Let me pray. Father, I just thank you for a, a great morning. I thank you for the work that you're doing as only you can do in our hearts, God. Lord, we just give you our hearts today and we just say, come, Lord, fill us up. Do your work. Lord, I thank you for the supernatural movement that you're doing, how, how you're setting people free, how you're breaking off bondages, how you're giving us a vision of our future, Lord. Thank you for what Jesus did. We bless this church today in Jesus' name. Everyone said, amen. amen.